Parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Recorded live. Hello. 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 Oh, hey, Peter. It's Mary Ellen Landolfi. How are you? Good. Good. Only one Mary Ellen. I know who it is. <laughs> <laughs> And I had help because I could see that New Jersey was on the line. Oh, so, so you can say so I'm just calling the number, so I didn't go on to the um No, that's yeah, and I, and I computer I, part of it. Yeah, that's how I do it because uh, my controls are there and when the call finishes I have to hit stop so that the recording stops and it actually takes, you know. So um but anyway, so I think we're going to actually be um, a few folks short uh, today. Um, a couple of people couldn't make it, so. Okay. But um, and actually, surprisingly few um, actually uh, turned in samples. So. Really. Um, yeah, hmm. which was yeah, which was kind of interesting. So, uh, but that I mean, last time um, last time I did it, you know, not everybody did it either, so. I am. Is it? Uh, did you did you upload the box or did you keep going to Dropbox this time? I didn't look. I I um, um I uploaded it to Box. Um, a Box is back in action. So. Uh, yeah, that was freaking crazy the other day. Oh, excuse my French. Yeah, that was crazy the oh, other day. Was that French? <laughs> um. Yeah, that was that was uh, that was wild. Um, and um, yeah, and I, I I spoke to a number of people who uh, had other sites, you know, that had gone down uh, here and there. Yeah, I mean so. Spotify, and I just thought it was me for a while. I thought my phone was broken in the morning, so I was just like, what the hell's going on now? So it's like I didn't ignore that. But then Square was down, PayPal was down. There was a lot of stuff down. Wow. Yeah, I um, my computer is doing some strange things, so um, I have to figure out where where my console is. Where's my console? Hmm, that's bizarre. Hmm, let's see. There we go. Oh. Okay. Um. Jennifer, sounds like Jennifer's on the call. Hello. Oh, I'm here, <laughs> but you knew that. <laughs> How's it going? I- I'm good. <laughs> How are you? I'm fine. I'm fine. We're uh, um, hoping hoping for uh, no more cyber events. <laughs> yeah. That would be uh, that would be a drag. So. Um, 
And um, so, yeah, I was telling Mary Ellen that I actually uh, a relatively small number of you uh, actually uh, turned in samples. Uh, so, um, okay, we've got a uh, who else? Oh, yeah, here we go. Yeah, now they're starting to come in. So, Southwest Pennsylvania and Northeast Wisconsin is in or in the house. Hi, this is Jennifer. I'm here. Hey, hey. How's it, how's it going? Good, good, good. We're just uh, crossing our fingers that the cyber cops are smiling at us this time. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was a big ordeal, I think, for everyone on Friday. Yeah, yeah, it was uh, very, very odd. So, but, uh, um, all right, well, I, we are, I know we're going to be short a few people, so, um, I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and get started now. Um, I've kind of done the math on this, and I think we've got plenty of time to cover um, the um, the one file that I wanted to to look at that we didn't have a chance to look at before, which was file number six. And um, so let's um, if you guys are all in front of um, yourbox.com, just uh, let's, let's click on that 6 uh, SL and LP and, um, and take a look at that one. It's 6L, okay. Yeah. Um, just want to make sure that everything is cool here. Um, recording one. Okay, so, and you can see I've actually loaded up uh, the writing submission, um, and we will get to that. Uh, that will be the... the the bulk of what we do today. So, um, okay. So, first of all, any questions about anything we talked about uh, on uh, Friday when we finally got on the call? Okay. Well, save save up any questions that you think of later. We'll certainly cover them uh, when we when we have our final session this Friday. Yeah, I have a couple of questions on Friday, but I'm going to leave them to Friday. I think they're okay. more appropriate for you. Okay, that sounds good. So, um, okay, sales letters. Um, you know, I've got a couple examples here, and, and the main, the main um, point I want to convey here is that, uh, and if you just remember this one point, um, the sales letter will be that much more effective. You always want to have a headline for a sales letter, and that's not something that people necessarily think about. So. Here's an example, this first one, uh, and this was one some years back where um, a guy who had a mortgage company uh, asked me if I you know, redo this sales letter and make it a little more you know, interesting. So, I mean, you look at this page and you really don't know what to look at. I mean, it's obviously none of the stuff from before up is going to be on the page. You know, so the only thing that will be on that page will be that company's logo. Um, so you just kind of started this you know, sort of boring little story just over two years ago. We found it and started blah, 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 blah. Okay, hope, and you hope that the person will read, read a little bit further down. So go to the next page, and this is, this is what I did uh, in addition to reworking the copy itself. So, you know, I have a headline up top to your old mortgage brokerage firm with month, monthly retail closings in excess of $10 million and looking for a partner. So um, that was the point of the... The, the letter is they're trying to find a, um, 
you know, a financial partner. And um, so if, assuming that they sent this letter to the right kinds of prospects, then these are the things that are going to get somebody's attention right off the bat. Um, and then you can see that the copy itself um, changed it a little around a little more, changed it a little bit and made it a little more um, engaging from the start. So, and this was many years ago, and if I was to do it again, I might even add some subheads to the, um, the copy, um, which is, again, you don't think about doing that in a letter, but why not? Uh, the, the whole point is to make something more readable uh, or even scannable. Um, and I might even have added, you know, turn some of this copy into bullets. So, but, um, uh, but this was, um, I haven't done a ton of sales letters over the years. Sales letters are generally the kind of thing that you get uh, as sort of an adjunct to other work that you're doing for a client. So, um, and I think in this case, I, you know, I had done a, a number of jobs for this guy, including ghostwriting a book for him. Um, and when it came time to do sales letter, he asked me, do you do sales letter? It's like, sure, I do sales letter. So, um, so again, you, you know, you wouldn't seek out this work necessarily, but uh, it comes your way. So, um, the next couple of letters are actually letters that I re rewrote, and it was for a mortgage company. Um, and um, and the only thing that they had was the actual you know body copy of the letter. They didn't have um, these headlines. Now for each of these, I, I actually gave them three options. There, there aren't supposed to be three headlines on this uh, on this letter. So, um, but it, oh okay, but it, <laughs> that yeah, sounds like a little yeah. overkill to me. Okay, good. Right. Yeah, yeah. So um, so yeah, it might be like. Well, that's kind of repetitive, isn't it? So, um, but this was just also a way that um, how I presented it to them to give them, you know, give them some options, and then they might, you know, they would choose one of them and maybe keep the other ones for some other letters if they like them well enough. So, um, but you know, I, I went through the letters that, that I was reworking and I pulled out um, what I considered to be some sort of salient points. Um, that would get a uh, a buyer or seller's attention, and um, and uh, so you know I started looking for the buyer of your home six months ago. Um, you know that kind of just establishes this company as sort of forward thinking, thinking you know three or four moves ahead. Um, you know the kind of person that you want on your side. Um, this particular market was out in um, in the Bay Area of California, when, where the market is absolutely crazy. And um, you know every home that that goes on the market um, has multiple offers, uh, really high crazy offers. And so this second one, every home bought means other buyers whose offers weren't accepted. Every home bought means other buyers' offers weren't accepted and are still looking, maybe for your home. So um, again, you know, kind of giving them a sense of you know, how quickly things can happen. So um, I'm not going to go through every single one of these. Um, I, uh, I 
it totally recrafted my uh, image of a military academy. You know, before I before I uh, did work with them, I, you know, kind of probably like a lot of people had it's being you know, very rigid and very strict, and only for the bad kids. Um, you know, it's like you know the last resort kind of thing. Given up on their, you know, ne'er do well son, um, and you know, and I found out that it really wasn't like that at all, and and uh, many people just didn't like the, you know, public schools and the negative influences, and they liked the idea of sex education, and um, you know, you or I may think differently, but um, but anyway, so um, part of the outreach, the marketing outreach they did was to parents who had. Um, inquired uh, about the school, but had not actually enrolled the kids in yet. And um, so they thought that it would be effective, and I agree for sure, um, that I would interview some parents of some current students. And um, so that's what these letters are. These letters are, are basically a very preed up version of, you know, kind of all over the map interviews that I had with parents. and. And I told them, um, you know, that I would um, run the. I said, nobody speaks, speaks in perfect sound bites, and I'll make you look sound brilliant, and blah blah blah. And everybody laughs, and um, and and so, and this is very different from for those who come from a journalism background. Where you're saying, well, we never run our stuff past, you know, our interviewees. Well, that's a different world, and this one you do, and, uh, because you want to make sure that you've captured what they're saying, and. Um, that, that you did it justice and uh, and didn't say anything that they wouldn't want to have said. So because you really are paraphrasing it. So so in this particular case, this first one, um, you know, I, I I remember talking to this guy, and you know, you let people talk long enough, and they give you some really good, interesting, juicy stuff, and and uh, and he basically said what it says here. You know, a friend who said it on the military academy said something I'll never forget. As a father, the hardest thing to deal with is your own ego to admit that someone else can give your son something he isn't getting from you. So, um, so what's you know why do I why, why that up top? I mean, that's, I, that shows like a really like a really good unique lesson that might speak to a lot of people who are considering a military academy for their kid. I think. Absolutely, and you know it was kind of kind of a leading question there, but uh, but yeah, and, um, and and this is something because you know when I when I came when he said this, and, and then when we kind of when I ran it past the marketing people and we you know finalized this thing and they agreed that it's a good way to start this thing, um, you know it, it, it's one of those sentiments that a lot of fathers do have, and which and which keeps them. From kind of you know taking that next step to put their kid in because there's there's an ego there and there's a pride there um, that says you know I should be able to to handle this and uh, and so when another guy you know like them in a similar situation um, is saying hey you know sometimes you got to let it go and let somebody else handle it so. Um, so that's you know that's that's that was one approach and and we did a whole series of these we actually interviewed some students we actually we interviewed some professors um, and uh, and so you know the, the the student letters were sort of designed to kind of speak both to students and parents 
Um, and, um, and you always should have a PS at the end of every letter. You know, um, PSs are read more than anything else. Someone can scan all a letter, but they're going to read a PS. So always put a PS in there. So, um, and, you know, the next one is more of an intrigue type of uh, approach. When we send our son JVC's summer school, okay, someone's got some real noisy stuff in the background, so, um, okay, kind of quiet it down now, but if you want to star six yourself, that would be great. Um, when we sent our kid to ABC summer school, the plan was to get him back on track and return to his regular school to fall. And that's what some people use the military academy for. It's like a summer school, and it's kind of this rigorous thing, and then they go back. And he says, but something interesting happened. Well, who, who wouldn't want to know what that interesting thing was that happened? You know, and, and clearly, you know, it's kind of leading people down a certain path. You know, you, you kind of know where it's going. So, um, and uh, so both of these, you know, letters are, are, are trying to share some stories that other people can find themselves in. Oh, yeah, that's what it's like around our house, you know. So anyway, um, just, a, you know, a couple examples, not, you know, earth-shattering examples. Uh, but again, it isn't, you know, this isn't a... a in particular, especially that I do a lot of, um, but you know, hopefully, it'll give you a, a couple of tips. Uh, and again, it won't be something probably that you will do a lot of, but if you do get um, an assignment for it or a request for one for it, um, you can uh, you know have some confidence that yeah, you know, I can I can handle that. So, um, okay, any questions on sales letters before we move on to many? I, I, Peter, it's Mariel, and I do have one yeah. question. Um, sure. I'm actually, I'm actually doing a, a letter from a client right now. I'm doing a whole kind of like sales media kit for a gym, and okay, cool. one of the things that they want me to do is they're trying to appeal towards like a corporate wellness program. So even though even a letter like that, you think for something like that that would go into a sales kit, it would be appropriate to put a headline on the top of that letter. Absolutely, absolutely. It, it's huh. all about. I don't know that it's ever not appropriate if it's okay. if, if indeed it's a sales letter, um, because it's all about you know it, it, it. You know the better question besides the better question aside from you know is it appropriate to put a headline on is how is this how can I make this letter more likely to be read? Yeah, so, and that's the point of any kind of writing is to get it have it be read. Nothing's going to happen until it gets read. So, right, right. And, and in many cases, the work that we do, you know, we're talking about minuscule percentages of, you know, of enhancements. You know, the, the fact is that, especially when it comes to direct mail or ads or, you know, most of this stuff, most people don't read this stuff, <laughs> okay? <laughs> we could, if we if we got really down, we could convince ourselves, you know, we just write junk mail for a living. <laughs> so, um but then I always say, well, you know, if you write a novel, you know, in 90 days, most of them end up in the bargain. <laughs> so it's not like that world. You know, you're so much, you're read so much more. So uh, and I think you can make the case that uh, my my stuff has had far more exposure, <laughs> uh, my, my commercial writing work, than, than a lot of novels. So, uh, but, uh, yeah, it's all about, uh, all about, uh, what, what what's going to increase the odds that uh, somebody actually reads it to the end because they won't take the next step in luck to do it. So, so yeah, the answer is I 
He's a enthusiastic guest. So, um, okay. Oh, cool. I'm going to try that. Yeah. Sounds yeah. Um, and now let's go to landing pages. And again, landing pages. I haven't also. I haven't done a million of them, but you know, I know the basics. Does everybody know what a landing page is? And it's totally fine if you don't. I mean, this is, don't, don't feel like, you know, I can't say that I don't. No. Um, and everybody got a good sense of it. This first page here is just sort of an explanation. But, um, you know, and I talk about, you know, a sales page and a landing page. You know, you hear a lot in the direct response copy world about sales pages, like, you know, the long-form stuff. You know, the stuff where they, 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 they sell you on some real estate opportunity or some supplements that's going to you know, make you just incredibly healthy and, you know, give you a you know, stratospheric sex drive and, you know, and, you know everything. And, and, then, and they'll go on and on and on through a, a long scrolling page. And that's different than, um, than a landing page. You know, it's a separate page within a company's main site that, that it, whose goal is to shepherd a visitor um, creating a seamless reading experience for that re reader who's coming to that page from an email or a direct mail piece or web promotion of some sort that they, that they have received. Um, obviously, if they took that next step, they're intrigued by what they read. They've been encouraged by the sales piece um, to reach out to a particular URL or to learn more, get a sample, get a report, get a free assessment, whatever, you know, whatever the thing is that they're, they're being asked to do. So this is a kind of scenario, like imagine being given a card by someone whose product you're interested in finding out, and they say, go to the store, tell me I told you to come. They'll tell you more about it there. But what if you went there and no one could talk to you, and when you asked them, they said, who sent you? Never heard of them. Not sure what you're talking about. Well, you'd probably think twice about doing business. And that's what a bad landing page is like, and often that means no landing page. Um, and I'm sure you've experienced this. We've gotten a promo piece which sends you to a main site, and you're left to kind of hunt around, you know, like, where am I supposed to go here? So that's, that's bad, you know. And, and oftentimes that stuff, believe it or not, that stuff doesn't get thought through. You know, people say, oh, we'll just put our website on there. Well, yeah, that's a start, but once they get there, you know, how are they going to find you? So, um, and... So you'd probably leave that store if that's what you got. On the other hand, you know, if you showed up at the store and someone was waiting, when you walked in and said, oh, we've been expecting you right this way, I understand you're interested in finding out more about XYZ, what's the question to help you with, you know, you're going to go, wow, okay, they're pretty buttoned up. Okay, so that's, that's what a good landing page should do, basically continue the conversation starting started by a promo piece. Um, and typically, especially in the B2B world, uh, it's not to sell the person right there on the spot. It's to kind of move them along that sales cycle, you know, a few more steps. So, okay. So let's, you know, let's look at, you know, and a lot of this, you know, this is a good example of there, there just hasn't been, you know, clients who change their mind. They, they change what you wrote. They, you know, so, so I can't even steer you to a sample or whatever. It wasn't produced. Although there is a sample associated with this one, but this was when you, you might remember the um, you might remember the um, the My Daily Bookkeeping website that we looked at, you know, that small business uh, bookkeeping service. Um, and this was a promotion that they were doing uh, to CPAs, and in essence, you know, CPAs they hate doing bookkeeping. Okay, so it's a non-competitive business to what a CPA does. 
And so they were making a pitch to them, in essence, saying, you do what you do. We do what you don't want to do. So let's, you know, let's help each other out. And, uh, and that was kind of the point of it. So, and they sold them on the idea of, you know, and I came up with this idea of you know, strategic partnership that's all, that's all asset, no liability, which is, you know, kind of a fun way to use accounting terms and all that. Um, one of boosts both the loyalty of your client and your volume of new business. Well, who wouldn't? <laughs> so, so, so that's really the key here is, you know, what are those benefits? What are those real benefits? I mean, imagine someone starting out, you know, a pitch like this with, you know, we've been in business 30 years and we help, you know, companies, well, but it's like boring, okay? Start with the things that mean something to your target audience. And then once you get their attention, and, and how can this not get the attention of, of people like this, then you can start getting into the specifics of, of you know what your offering is and how it works, you know, i.e. the features. So, um, you know, some I'm daily bookkeeping offers high quality third party, um, QuickBooks based bookkeeping services. You know. uh, so you can focus on your core strength, helping those clients be more profitable. And then you've got why it makes sense for you, why it makes sense for your client, our goal, who's behind it, etc. Okay, and then this is actually um, a printed piece that they gave away um, at trade shows, um, I guess with a financial show, trying to get it in the hands of, of CPAs. And so it was a booklet type thing. So you open up the, you know, you open up this front cover and you get this first spread, and then you get, you open up the, into the main spread where it says for you and for your clients. And, uh, and then you turn the page again and you get who's an ideal client, who's behind, you know, and then finally the, the, the last one. Um, question? Okay. Um, click on, on that last page where it's, you know, the back cover. Click on the uh, My Daily Bookkeeping uh, uh, URL there. Now, there's something wrong with this page, unfortunately, but this is the landing page. Now, when I say there's something wrong with the page, on the right side, there's that, there's that huge blank space, okay? That is actually, and I've, I brought this to their attention the other day, and uh, um, and I haven't heard anything back. But there's supposed to be a form here. So picture, if you will, <laughs> a form, um, and you can see, you know, the lead-in: get higher client loyalty, contact daily my daily bookkeeping today, find out how easy it is to get started tomorrow. So, and then there's a form that you know what to give your information. But this is the um, this is the landing page. So, um, okay. Um, so again, pretty straightforward, fairly short. Okay, doesn't have to be more than you know. It doesn't have to be more than a page. Um, it shouldn't really be more than a page. Uh, and you're reiterating the point that you made in the piece that they got, and then um, you're you're asking them to take the next step. So, um, and if they've gotten this far and they've contacted you, then they're probably interested in taking that next step. Okay. Um, questions? Okay. I'm good. All right. And so we're going to close that out and go back to our, um, and then, um, 
And then you go down, and then there's some more landing page material. But again, this was one where they changed their mind and put something else in, or they, you know, I never had something I could actually, you know, link to. So, but this was this was a real estate company again, the one out in, in the, um, the West Coast, and um, this was request or or getting them to. This company had a system for selling homes um, faster and with less hands-on from the client. Um, and what was really kind of cool is um, they would, you know, one of the one of the taglines that I came up with, you know, something along the lines of, you know, just give us the keys and we'll do the rest. So the whole idea was, you know, you got this house and an agent comes in and looks at it and um, decides that, you know, okay, this house is worth X amount of dollars, but if you will invest, um, you know, $50,000 into it, now that may sound like a lot of money, but when the house is worth a million, um, 50000 isn't a lot, especially when it can turn around and earn you three times that investment, you know, so you'll, you'll get 150000 back. And they would handle everything. They would, they, the person actually wouldn't come out of pocket. They had, they had deals with vendors that they would get their money when the property closed and you know, all this stuff. So, so this was the landing page copy for them to request a report on how this system worked. And, um, and this one up top, um, now, now in this case, these three questions are supposed to all be there. It's not, <laughs> this isn't a choice thing. Um, so there were, you know, there were several points that I wanted to make. So, um, so you just, you just go, uh, you just go through it. And, you know, I asked them what, um, you know, what are some of the common questions that you get? Uh, and so we, we, we put these in here along with teasers. Okay, we didn't answer the question. We just gave them teasers at the, you know, one one against. Okay, sometimes we did answer partially, but uh, we end up moving left to move out right away. In many cases, no. And then, so again, we want an explanation of what that is. So, and then this last one is was for a. Um, any by the way, any questions on that? Okay. This last one was for a medical, home medical equipment software company. Mouthful. And, and this was another one where I got paid well, but they ended up, you know, a new sales manager came in and he changed everything that we had done. And so, you know, it's kind of like, okay, fine. Uh, again, I got paid. That was what mattered. <laughs> so, but, you know, you always like to get paid and have a really nice sample you can point to. So, but but this company, in essence, helped uh, small uh, medical-related practitioners and home health service providers um, make sure that they got paid on all of the work that they did. And make, so they made sure that the stuff was filed correctly, if it was Medicare-type claims, whatever. And that's what their software kind of allowed them to do. So with the best small business guy can focus on his business and he's got this software that automatically does all this stuff for them and uh, so in a sense it's you know it's kind of a, a no 
and you know this is a big issue. You know, there's uh, in, in that industry there's a certain percentage of, of billings that companies just know they're going to have to write off because they don't get paid. And this is uh, this is talking to um, that scenario and, and letting them know that you know, there's a way to keep those things from to an absolute net. So and making sure that they don't take on work uh, and they don't accept a job. Uh, in this case, getting referrals, unless that work is one stuff that they know they're going to be paid on before they even start. So, um, so anyway, any questions about that? I have a question. This is Mark. Yeah. Um, yeah. On on the top possible subject lines. Mm -hmm. What what one did you pick? Oh. Or did um, the client pick? I guess. Page are we on here? Oh yeah, possible subject line. Um, I honestly don't remember. And again, everything changed once the new once the new manager came in. So um, things were kind of in flux. So you know that's kind of how it happens sometimes. You you do some work and you're waiting to get kind of feedback, and then you'll hear you know, hey, we'll take it from here. You know, thanks for your help. Blah blah blah. And it's like okay, um, better than you know. This, you know, tenth round of revisions. Although you shouldn't be, you shouldn't be uh, giving away ten rounds of revisions for free. So, so I don't know the answer to that question. Um, is that something you normally do though? Is give a couple of options like that? Yeah, yeah. When it comes to subject lines like that, um, you definitely uh, want to give a couple of options. So, and you can even specify that in you know in a contract. You might say, you know, I will. Um, Oh, oh, and by the way, this was um, oh, this was actually an email blast. Yeah, email blast coupled with landing page copy. I'm sorry, but yeah, uh, in in so the email blast it, you know leads to the landing page. Okay, and and oftentimes um, you are you're doing both because it makes sense that you do both. Um, that way, you know, if you if you if you um, make sure that they understand they need a landing page, uh, and y you volunteered or you know lobbied to get the the actual job doing the email blast themselves, then they know there's going to be a seamless um, transition from one to the next because because you did them both. So, um, and but yeah, as much as possible when it comes to things like this. Uh, you want to give you know people uh, within reason. I mean, you wouldn't give 20 subject lines unless unless you contracted to give 20 subject lines. But you might tell somebody, um, you know, let's we're going to I'm going to do a three-part email blast series, and for each of the parts, I will give you three possible subject lines or something like that. So, um, and you know, and clients appreciate that specificity. You know, they know exactly what they're getting because, you know, what if they don't like the one you give them? You know, are you going to give them another one without charging them more? So, you know, as much as, as much uncertainty as you can take out of the process, the better. Think about it, you know, from, from their standpoint. If you were in their shoes, wouldn't you want everything to be pretty buttoned down, pretty clear, you know, as to how things are going to unfold? So. Okay, questions? Okay, very good. So 
let us go, let's close that uh, out, and let us go to the writing exercise. So you can see up top says writing exercise submissions, 1016. So that is um, that is ours. So open that up. And the first three pages are the uh, are the original. I just stuck the original version of the of the, of the copy for that uh, Airstream stuff in there. And um, and it was mentioned this to a couple of folks earlier, so the rest of you may not have heard this, but uh, I actually had, and it's totally fine. I mean, this is this was not an you know a mandatory exercise. Uh, we're all big kids; we can do it every one. Um, I only had four of you submit uh, writing samples. So what I did was I added in at the end the writing samples from the last group. Now, of course, they're all anonymous as well, but I just thought there might, you know, there's here's more examples for us to, to look at. And um, so, you know, it's beyond just the four. And since, you know, again, they're anonymous, so it's, you know, you can see how people do Different people did it, and then you know the comments that I that I offered up for it. So, okay, so let's um, let's go into um, the first uh, the first one that says uh, part one uh, airstream. Um, oh, that's strange. Some of these. Oops. Um, I had put uh, I had put these headlines. In uh, a different color, and somehow that didn't take. But anyway, okay. So this first one here, um, it's saying sky blue water is easy as one, two, three. Now, if you click on that little um, yellow thing, a little, uh, okay. Is that opening up for you guys or not? It's a comment. Yes. No. Okay. All right. It doesn't well, seem to be gonna... clickable, Peter. No, sorry. How strange is that? Hmm. You put the comment over on the side, right? Well, it's supposed to, you open that, I mean, you all see a little yellow window there, right? A little yeah, yellow. Yeah, the comment box. bubble, yeah. Okay. It doesn't seem to be clickable. I'm hovering over it. It doesn't seem to be doing anything. Hmm. Okay. Very weird. Okay, well, what I will do is I'm going to open up for myself, and this is the best I can do. This, um, I'm, going to I'm going to have to just read you the comments as we go, and, um, and then I will send you all um, the, the, the actual PDF, which I think it's with, for some reason within this system, it, it's not working. Um, okay. Hold on one second. Bizarre. Okay, so the first one. Yeah, it's interesting. I I, uh, I loaded this up from here, but that the, the headlines. Coloring wasn't there. Okay, so in this first one, um, this is what I wrote. Um, I like the headline for this one, uh, and I like the simplicity of the approach. The approach, um, and I like the recurring you and your water needs. So it's like your water needs oxygen, your 
water needs the right aeration, your water needs air strength. Um, there's, you know, there's a, there's a nice uh, congruence there. So I would bold the subhead so that they stand out. Um, and while I like what the writer did here, for this particular application, I still want to see the core applications and specs sections uh, included, which were in the original, because that info is um, often very important to a client, uh, to a prospect. And so, you know, that's why it comes at the end. It doesn't have to be in the, you know, main flow of things, uh, but it needs to be there. So, um, you know, I'm not going to painstakingly dissect each of these, uh, but, you know, just kind of giving some uh, top line, you know, ideas. So, any, any questions on this one? Oh, and then down, down a little further, uh, the, uh, the headline, Classic Mix Tomorrow's Home, or When Will the Classic Finish? Um, and what I wrote here was um, good headlines if the prospect was the home buyer, but remember the audience is home builders and general contractors. So what would resonate with that crowd? Um, and, and even if the audience was home buyers, I might try to work in some reference to windows or letting light in or, or something, you know, something less ambiguous than, than just classic makes uh, tomorrow's home. Um, again, you know, perfectly decent headlines, but you, you always need to be looking at who your, you know, who your audience is and, and what, um, and what they, uh, what's going to speak to them. And, and I have to apologize uh, in advance, well, actually, not in advance, after the fact, um, because what I should have told you guys is that the headline that I used was actually fairly long. So, if, you know, sometimes you think of a headline, you think it has to be, you know, five words or less or six words or less. And mine actually was you know, a little bit longer than that. And so, you know, I know you're thinking, now nah, you tell us. Well, if I knew that I had like 10, 12 words to work with, I could have really come up with <laughs> 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 so, but uh, anyway, it's just an exercise. So. Um, okay, any questions on, on this first one? And again, I, I will send you uh, I will send you a PDF uh, directly. You, you know, these files aren't very big. Um, that has all these you know comments in there. I don't know why that didn't? Because I know that they worked before. So, okay, um, the the next one, the one that says. It just has part one up top and then page one. Um, but my, my notes on this one were very well written, um, and that is half the battle. Um, and again, you really want to keep in mind the reader and their short attention span, and that means keeping large uh, blocks of copy to a minimum. And no, these aren't like half-page blocks. You know, you see them on websites or in materials, and you're like, Really? Do you think someone's going to actually read this? Um, but ideal, ideally, you want to make the copy uh, scannable for questions, or yeah, it might be questions, might be bullets, might be more frequent subhead. Um, but um, you know, as it is, you've got you've got the subhead, but then there's you know some masses of copy you know be, between them, and uh, people just. Uh, they're not liable to read this stuff, so you have to make it you know, make it more readable. Um, also, be be careful with 
um, sort of imprecise verbiage. You have like uh, murky shorelines implied that it's the shorelines that are the problem um, when it's really the whole lake. So um, you, you want to you be kind of expressing it as accurately as, as possible. So um, okay, and then the headline this is on the uh, third um, page. And hey, this person actually used some longer headlines, which is which is fine. So my comment on these was um, good job keeping the target audience in mind. Um, the headlines here definitely cover some key bases, profitability, keeping the customer happy. Um, and watch out for words that don't really contribute all that much, i.e., open your mind to the possibility. Okay. Um, I'm guessing that sounds, <laughs> that almost sounds a little new agey. And this would be great if the audience was sort of new agey types. But again, you're talking home builders and general contractors. So they're probably the farthest thing from <laughs> new agey. Right? I suppose there could be, you know, the Zen home builder. But it's, uh, it's probably not as likely. So um, they, they probably aren't going to resonate with language like that. Um, now, the second one, I like it a lot better. Um, it's, it's, you know, open and shut case and nice, nice uh, imagery there with, you know, shutters and opening and closing and maximizing possibility. Um, so, you know, that one, that one works far better. So, okay, questions on, on, on that one. All right. And let's go to the third one, the one that says aeration tech, the airstream up top. Okay, my comments here were, um, I like this approach. You start out with a strong promise as to what this system will accomplish, transform your lake from distressed to healthy and keep it that way. That's, that's great. And then you quickly follow up with a series of bullets to help readers confirm that they are indeed a prospect. Um, you know, the short paragraphs uh, make it more readable, but again, you might want to try to add more bullets um, or, you know, even more like subheads, sub-subheads to break things up. Um, and, um, but all in all, um, all in all, a good job. So, and, okay, the, and the, the brochure headline, my comment on that one. Good headline. I like the image of turning a house into a home um, because that's kind of what this product does. You know, it, it really does make it warmer and softer and, and more appealing. Um, and while I get where you're going with the effortlessly and profitably, uh, I'm not sure effortlessly is the ideal word here. It implies that there's very little, little work involved, um, which may be the case to some extent, but there are better hot buttons to touch on. Um, and this crowd is going to probably have their radar up against hypey verbiage, and effortlessly is kind of a hypey word to a certain extent. It just implies, eh, it's so easy. You know, um, so, um, and, and, you know, you're right to a certain extent that, you know, we're just talking about shutters and that they, they make a house a home uh, fairly effortlessly. But, uh, 
um, you know, put it this way, uh, I, I, this is a this is a good headline, and um, if client like this one, I wouldn't have a problem with it. But if they said, can you come up with something, you know, a little better, I might say I might change the word effortlessly. So, just for you know, because of how it can it conveys. So, okay, and um, and then the next one uh, starts at the top to narration tech page one rewrite. Uh, and then there's a note I only opted to do one page. That's the one we're on right now. So um, my comments on this one um, is this is a good, straightforward approach. I like the big subheads to catch the eye. Um, the decision to separate out the aquaculture section could be a good one if you know for a fact that that's a big chunk of their audience. Um, and you know we don't know that, and so you know aquaculture might be you know, a very small component. So you know these are and, and it's fine for the purposes of this exercise, um, but these are the questions. If you were planning on doing something like that, those are the questions you want to ask. Um, so I would still try to include more bullets um, so that the copy uh, you know is a little more readable. But uh, but this. You know, this is kind of short and sweet, and the paragraphs are shorter, um, so they do, it does make it a little easier. But uh, again, bold those, you know, bold those subheads, and you include the, you know, the specs down at the bottom, and so that's, that's a good thing. So. And, um, and then the, the headline for the shutter company, Maximizing Tradition and Elegance, and my comment on this is, um, Similar to another headline submitted, this would be a good headline if the audience was the actual home buyer. People for whom the ideas of tradition and elegance would definitely be important, but remember home builders and, and general contractors. And as such, you, you really want to touch on the things that are important to them. So, okay. Any questions? So that's, that's the four of you who, who did submit stuff. Um, any questions or comments on those? Okay. Um, let's look at, an, at some of these other folks and what they did. And, um, and, and you see, before I, I didn't really aggregate all my comments in one place. I actually put them where, I, where, where different pieces were, but um, I thought it was just as as easy to do it uh, in one place for yours. So, um, so this was the one that says, clean your pond, lace lagoon safely, easily, and affordably. So I have a little note next to that one saying, well, I like this headline. It's probably best to keep. Uh, this, was the, this was, by the way, the page that the original headline was why aerate. Um, and I said, it's probably best to keep the why aerate question as it frames you know, what follows. So I mean it's a good headline and uh, and it covers some uh, important points, but the other one was um, you know it kept the flow of logic a little bit better. A little further down, um, there's a paragraph that reads and it starts out in bold: a lake pond or reservoir with no oxygen at the bottom is no different than a septic tank. And I have a little note there: good call out of that line. Uh, I agree. So. Um, and 
because I remember reading that going, wow, that's strong stuff, <laughs> literally and figuratively. Um, and um, so, you know, when somebody pulled that out, I thought it was a good idea. Um, and then the next down, down there, um, between on the water bodies die from the bottom up, between those two paragraphs, I had a little bit where I just wrote good uh, excising of extraneous verbiage because there was a section in the main, in the original, that was much wordier and they had trimmed out quite a bit out of there. So, um, and then you go to the next page where it says, Do you really need to aerate? And um, right next to the greater than 90% of fish kill events, um, I had a little note that said, Good idea. Um, and what she, what this person had done was um, she had taken what was originally the first bullet and she made it, made it the original, made it the statement up top, do you really need to air it, okay? Um, good idea to make the original statement up top the first bullet since it really is. Also, while I like the different approach you took with the two different section headings, and I think a lot of this stuff's going to be more apparent when you have a chance to maybe spend a little time with it on your own and be able to look at the comments. Um, instead of, you know, good versus bad, um, okay, yeah. I might have balanced how does aeration help with something like a lack of, lack of oxygen equals bad news or something like that. So. And then a little further down where it says the airstream combining generation and hypothesis circulation one package, I have a little note there that said, um, this is an interesting approach because this person put the airstream info, um, adding the airstream info uh, to the end of it. It does have a certain logic to it if you assume the two pages in isolation from the rest of the site. But given that these are two very different pages that are part of a larger site, and more appropriately kept separate, i.e. one page is talking about tools while the other page is getting into the overarching framing verbiage. Um, I, I still think it was a it was a good way, it was good thinking. You know, they, they think they thought it through um, strategically and, and that's that's really part of you know what this exercise is, even if you don't get it exactly right for this particular application, if you're starting to use some of these ideas in place. That's a good thing. Okay. And if you if you scroll down a little further and you get to one that's well, very different than the one above, it says wire it, carry your water body, and then there's just text. <laughs> no headlines or anything. And what I wrote here was um, I like the word pictures that that this person is creating and getting them to just to draw a distinction between a polluted body of water and one with a different issue is, is a good one. So, um, and then, you know, at the bottom I have an overarching thing, which is what you could project. You need more subheads, you need more called out text, like towels, bold, whatever. All the copy looks the same, so your eye doesn't really know where to go. Okay. And then uh, the next page, I think, is the last page of this. And I have a note off to the side that says, um, uh, watch for typos, okay? Um, 
locate should be located. Um, and uh, and then at the end of that line, it said, "Be careful with leaps of logic. Just because the sediment is there doesn't necessarily make it the most difficult part to keep oxygenated." So uh, sometimes we we, we jump to conclusions, and if we have a of a fastidious type client, they might go, well, I mean, can, you, know, you get from A to B with that. So, so keep things um, fairly straightforward, at least when you're, with your logic. So, um, okay. Any questions so far? All right. Um, then the next one just says aeration tech. Um, and at the end of that first short paragraph, I had a little note that said, I like the imagery you're creating here and getting them to think about why they have a lake is a good thing. And once you bring them back to earth, um, you know, one, two, three, fourth paragraph down, but, you know, you didn't buy that lakefront to step into a pile of algae, blah, blah, blah. You should set that off somehow with a line by itself, for instance, so there's a break. Um, you know, in other words, you, you, you're setting a certain stage, and then you want to jar them out of that. And if you're going to jar them out of that, bring them back to a, you know, uh, a certain place uh, and, and get them to focus on the problem, you want to set that off a little bit. The easiest way to do it would just be to bold it so that they would, the, the, the delineation between what you've just said and, and what you're saying now is very clear. Um, and 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 again, I'm you know I'm a pretty I'm pretty easy going on on the samples, uh, but I did want to make the point. And while this is good, keep in mind the audience's product and service. It's really going to be individual lakefront property owners because it'd be too expensive for one person. So you want to gear it towards a lake community association, et cetera. And I and and I know and I told them this at the time. They didn't have the full context of knowing what the whole site looked like. So. That being the case, you know, I thought I said they did a they did a nice job with this, at least in the certain way in that creating a visual imagery. So, um, and oh, and then right next to a little further down, where I said the question is already the right solution for your like, and I and I wrote I agree that one line paragraphs are better than a huge block of solid text, but if you have too many of them, like you have here, the eye doesn't really know where to go. So, and that's where even, you know, making that you didn't buy that lakefront um, section bold, would, you know, would break that up a little bit. Um, and then further, a little further down um, next to, that means that not only is it the right solution, it's the right solution for you. Be careful with hypey language. You know, not only is it the right solution, it's the right solution for you. You know, and in this case, the company is also quick to say, and I think that was the original verbiage, the company is quick to say that every solution, every situation is different and may need different solutions. So you don't want to start saying this particular solution is the one for, you know, any situation. So, um, and at the bottom of the page, I had one um, and after the our system improves on other designs. Be careful about jumping to conclusions. The original paragraph said the angle of the airstream can be installed at different depths and angles, making it one of the most versatile aeration circulation tools in the market. That doesn't imply that other designs don't do that. Maybe they don't, but we can't be sure about it. Um, 
Um, also watch missing punctuation. You know, so um, I'll, I'm going to let you guys kind of, there, there's just a few more of these. Unless you want to go through all these, I'm happy to do it. We've got the time. Uh, but is this, I mean, is this useful? Hello? Yeah, it's useful. Okay, all right. <laughs> yeah, it's very useful. It's very useful. We, drew, we felt we like all lost complete here. I keep Go forgetting. Ahead. I have I have a dog here, and I was talking. I'm like, oh, he can't hear me. I'm on mute. <laughs> um, it's interesting to see just different ways that they all work, and just different ideas on how to do things. Even from the standpoint of a, a client, you know, you can give somebody two different versions of things to look at. Right. Exactly. Yeah. And 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 that kind of underscores the point that um, yes, yeah, certain approaches work better than others, but there's rarely you know, one best way to do it, you know. There, uh, I don't know if any of you know Marcia Yedkin. She's kind of a marketing guru, and she did a piece yes. in her marketing minute uh, some months back that I reprinted in my newsletter, and it was the whole idea of, of um, I might even have put it in the book, um, the whole idea of whenever someone asks her, like a, a coaching client or a seminar attendee or whatever, you know, what's the best way to blah, blah, blah? Or what's the top three things that you should do? Blah, blah, blah. Or what's the first thing that you should, you know? And she she says they're often disappointed when she says, um, well, there, there often isn't a best way. There's any number of ways that can work well, and you just need to, you know, to pick one of them. And she goes, people are usually disappointed when they, when she says that because they're expecting there really to be a best way. And they want there to be a best way because, like all of us human beings, we're shortcut hunters. We love to find shortcuts. So um, so what better than if we could get somebody who we think of as really knowledgeable to say, well, this is the best way. Because if something was really the best way to do it, then everybody would do it that way, and then pretty soon it wouldn't be the best way anymore. So. Um, that's why. I, that's why I hate you know when someone you know if I'm doing interviews about the book or whatever. Can you give me? Can you give you you know three tips that people can use to get started? And it's like I always hate the the word tips because it implies it's like you know tips are you know great for making uh, for a great chocolate chip cookie recipe or for having, you know, great abs or for having a successful garage sale, <laughs> okay? But when you're, you know, trying to build a writing business, let's say, tips aren't going to get you there. <laughs> so um, anyway, I'm kind of getting off the subject, but, uh, um, but you know, but that's a good point that, that there, you know, there isn't always, like, the one way to do it. So um, I have a question. This is Joy. Yeah. So we have uh, a hard time maybe visualizing how this might work in web pages because we can't really visualize how it might link together, but that's another whole layer that I was wondering about. Yeah, well, hey, let's go visit the website, shall we? <laughs> um, go to Aeration Tech. AerationTech.com. And hopefully it'll hopefully they haven't changed everything. So okay, let me know when you're there. Ah. Oh, it's a pretty site. I like this site. Yeah. Um 
I can actually came up with this um, with this headline, uh, "Breathing New Life in Distressed Water Bodies." I mean, it was kind of a gimme. I mean, it, it sort of when you start thinking about it. I mean, it has a, it has you know a wonderful double entendre because that's exactly literally what they're doing is breathing yeah. air into it, and and of course you know, four of us. Um, so go to about us. And um, go to uh, Y aerate. So, um, and this last I checked uh, was the copy with how I rewrote this uh, Y aerate page, which I think most of you didn't do, and that's fine. This was, I think, the second page. Um, but um, look at your store mm -hmm. preserved body of water might obtain good um, water quality. Um, so you have, and then you have an establishing statement, water bodies need to breathe to stay clean and healthy, blah, blah, blah. Oxygen brings good life. No oxygen equals water death, you know. Um, and then bullets, you know, um, what happens when you have uh, no oxygen, boom, 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 boom. You know, fact, you know, bottom of those oxygen stars. So you can see, so yeah, it, it's, it's kind of useful to see how, um, this thing ended up uh, in, in the real world. So, healing water bodies from the bottom up, right technology for your water body. And, uh, now, people, they gave you that, now, they gave you all the copy, or did you have to like assemble this from different other materials that they had? No, the, the piece that you worked from is what they gave me. Oh, okay. Okay, this is a rewrite. I'm sorry, I forgot about yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And 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 that was that's why I kind of use this as an exercise because it's pretty straightforward. It's like, okay, this is what I got. What can you do with it? You know. And here's what I did with it. Now go back to the top and go to technology and go down to the airstream. I think this is the one that um, most of you worked on. So. Um, Oh, oh, okay, interesting. They've changed this. Um, now, there's not a lot of copy here, right? Okay, this is the original. I'm look, now I'm looking at, I was going to load up. Um, oh, wow, okay, I'm a little disappointed. <laughs> I hadn't been to this site in a while. so They um, rewrote your copy? Oh, yeah, that happens a lot. <laughs> you, know, uh, you don't have you don't you don't really have any. All right, uh, hold on a sec, and I am going to. Oops. But you know, keep feel free to keep poking around the site, and you can kind of see how. Oh, it's on the Airstream Pro page. I think I recognize recognize some oh, of the copies okay. down the bottom. Right, go to Airstream. Um, go to Core Applications. It's under there under Bullets. I think I recognize some of it. Pro. Oh yeah, there we go. Yeah. Okay, so yeah, this is this is uh, okay. I thought it was just the Airstream, but uh, um, so notice when I started, and I wish they had set these off, maybe italicized them or something, but. 
you know, four questions. Are you a lakefront owner looking to reduce muckrunner? Well, are you a steward of marine looking for an aquaculture solution, looking for a wastewater treatment solution? So what am I doing with these questions? You're, yeah, you're saying, oh, yep, that's me, or that's me. You're trying to find somebody's problem. I'm casting, to, I'm casting the broad net. So trying to uh, find the pain point for whoever's reading. Yeah, and have them go, yep, yep, that's, that's my situation. And then, and then as soon as you got them, so questions are really useful for, for that kind of thing. Introducing the Airstream Pro, okay. So you've, you've um, by getting their, you've gotten their attention by letting them know that, you know, this is something that, that is specifically for them. And then you can start getting into um, the actual, um, the actual features of this. And I think actually, not this is exactly the same, but anyway, I will, um, I will um, load up the cows. Load up the, um, and it's just the copy version, obviously, but. Uh, Um, yeah, and, and what I'm loading up right now is, you know, the copy version of my, uh, of, of that uh, original sample, along with the, uh, the uh, brochure on the shutters with, with my uh, sample. So if you want to refresh your page, uh, your box.com page. Um, do you see a new file there that says writing exercise after? <clears throat> yes? Yeah. Yes. Okay, good. Got it. Um, and, and this, again, I put the original copy in the first three pages, and then you can see my version. Uh, but it, it looks pretty much like... Uh, like it does on the page. And then wiring, you know, blah, 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 all of that. So, but yeah, remember, they, they took a look at this and they went, wow, this is great. You know, and suddenly they found $5,000, whereas they had 2000 before, you know. And then after I did that, they came back to me and they had me do uh, a smaller site for something else. I can't remember what it is. Uh, that was like an entrepreneur five hundred. It's pretty sweet. So, um, okay, um, and let's let's move down real quick to the uh, uh, to the brochure for the shutters. Uh, now, you know, this is not the end all be all, the only way to do it answer, but um, the the elegant southern secret to selling more homes faster and more profitably, and key with zero marketing aftermarket hassles, okay? So there's nothing particularly super creative about this in terms of, you know, art, artsy or uh, poetic, lyrical, <laughs> whatever. But I also knew that these, that this audience was, uh, you know, kind of meat and potatoes guys. And um, so if you're going to sell them on a product, you got to let them know real quick and right up front what's in it for me. 
Okay. And, you know, you start with the elegant southern secret and, you know, yeah, that's fine, they're thinking, you know, because they know that it does help to sell a house. But then when you get into, oh, it'll help me sell homes faster and make more money and I won't have to deal with any problems that come up after the fact, you know, that, that's a, that's a, uh, that's a pretty powerful uh, trifecta there. So, and again, just, you know, one, one person's idea on this, but, uh, so, okay. Um, any um, any questions? I feel like for once we have, like, we're way ahead of schedule here. <laughs> um, Peter, I have a question about the web pages. Yeah. Um, so, the direction you took, it, was that something that was given to you by the client, or was that something that you talked? You know, you know, when I was um, doing this, you know, you come up with a bunch of different ideas, and um, I'm just wondering what that process was like. Yeah. Well, um, no, the client didn't. Um, that was actually really the kind of thing was um, the way they presented this to me. Um, it was. We want to add more of a marketing spin to this. Okay, we want more. We want it to be more effective from a marketing standpoint. And um, and if they knew exactly how to do that, they probably would have done it themselves. Um, but they really didn't. And so uh, they found me. And clearly, what I did on those first couple samples was. Um, was exactly what they were, were looking for. And so um, it really came down to, and you know, this is just this is just a matter of, you know, years and years of doing stuff like this where, you know, I look at this stuff and I say, um, and actually now that I'm looking at this, it's uh, they made some changes to my copy, which is, you know, that, that's it's rare that you client doesn't make some changes to the copy. Um, I knew the power of questions. And, um, and in, if, if you go back to the original copy, so, um, so if you're on the before and after, the writing exercise after dash two parts, um, if you start looking at, um, if you start looking at that, um, you know, it pretty quickly tells you, and it, but it's buried in the copy about who it's for. Okay, um, you, well, you got to the core applications. Ideally suited for lakefront owner looking to reduce moxivity. Uh, suitable for aquaculture op operations. Also ideal for channels, coves. You know, where water tends to stagnate. Da, da, da. Okay, so I read that and I thought, okay, those are the kinds of people people who are stewards of those um, scenarios that are going to be prospects for this. So how about we turn those into questions to, to draw them in so that they don't have to hunt through this stuff. So the, the, the approach with the, with the original version, if you look at it, um, <clears throat> combining generation and high-volume circulation in one package. What is that? 
what is that line? Features or benefits? Where are we looking at? The, the beginning of the original? The be beginning of the original, correct. Yeah, those are features. Those are all features. These dark guys are starting to worry here for a second. Yeah, because features are all about a company or the products that they they um, sell. Benefits are about what's in it for the client, or you know. A benefit, in a sense, could be that the question that says, "Are you someone who has to handle this?" Okay, you know, again, that's talking specifically to somebody, not about you and your company. Okay, so you really want to lead with something that's going to get their attention. And in this case, I just want the direction to get their attention by describing scenarios that they would be, uh, you know, they would need to handle, that they would need to uh, address in their jobs as head of an owner's association on the lake, you know, the head of an aquaculture operation, the, the, the person in charge of, you know, water management bureau for state agency, whatever. Okay, so, um, so I, um, I started with that and then, um, and then you have to assume that if they have come to that site and they have kept reading, that they are they fit into one of those categories above, and then you can start getting into the specifics of you know how this thing works. And they're still going to need to know how they're going to still need to know some kind of features because at some point, whether they're making the decision right. themselves or giving it to somebody else, they're going to say, well, how does this work? Does it use chemicals? No, it doesn't use chemicals. Right. Or whatever. Exactly right. And and so, um, and as you saw, you know, on the on the final site, uh, they had put some videos in, they put some pictures in, you know, and just seeing it laid out. Uh, that's why I always say, you know, when you're writing copy for a client, um, you always you always want to say let's let's not make that many decisions yet about how much to trim or whether you like this or not. Let's get it up on the site first, or let's get it in a layout first, in the case of a print piece, and see how it looks because invariably it looks different when it's in the site as you just saw um, than it does. Um, when it's just you know a copy block uh, or or a word doc, and um, so uh, and oftentimes you know you'll just find it. Oh, okay, we have to trim it, or um, you know it sounded really good in the word doc, but then in here it kind of doesn't work as well, or or whatever. Uh, but uh, but always it's better to uh, and you know and sometimes clients. Um, it can it can unfold in any number of ways. It, it isn't always you're turning in the copy and giving it to them, and then they're giving it to the designer. Sometimes, if you've got a you know a strong take charge designer, they'll say, um, "Okay, I'm working on concepts right now," or or the the the, the designer has already worked on concepts, uh, creative 
design concepts, and the client has signed off on one of them. And um, so when I turn the copy in, um, I'm usually turning in, into, unless the client specifies differently, um, I'm turning it into my designer first. And she, he or she is looking at it, flowing it in, that's the term they use, flowing it into the layout, and, um, and then the client then showing it to the client that way. That way we, we, we make sure that, okay, it, it, it works in the layout, it's not too much, you know, et cetera, et cetera. What you don't want to have is where the client says, oh, this copy is great, I love it. Okay, let's put it in the layout, and then you put it in the layout, and it's way too much, or it doesn't read well, or whatever, and then it's more time involved. And if you're on a flat fee, then you know more time is uh, you know less per hour that you're making. So you want to kind of work efficiently uh, when it comes to that. And, and and again, some clients will say, "I'd really like to see the copy before it goes to the designer." Okay, fine. That's your your boss. But oftentimes, clients who, especially ones who um, you know, are kind of open and flexible, or ones who haven't worked a lot with outside practitioners, they will take your lead. So if you say, well, generally speaking, you know, once you sign off on some creative concepts and, you know, Peter writes the copy, he'll get the copy to me and um, uh, and then we'll lay it, we'll flow it into the thing and then we'll present it to you in the layout already. And that always sounds good to a client. That sounds like less work to them and it's Sounds like it's closer to being done. So, um, so that's. Uh, but again, it can it can uh, it can unfold in, in, in any number of ways. That's that's often the way I like to work. So, and and good designers uh, also know about writing, uh, and so they know where something is uh, not as effective or gets the job done. Or whatever, and good designers also. And this is kind of an interesting one. You know, as you move forward in your careers, you're going to work with, and hopefully you will proactively seek out uh, designers to work with because they can be, uh, if they like you and they like your work um, and you do good work together, they will um, they will keep calling you. And you guys know I wrote a an ebook on the subject because it, it's been far and away my you know my most um, uh, profitable strategy. So, but uh, they will, you know, they know good writing, and uh, so they can be that uh, first um, eye to look at something and see if something is effective and see if something gets the job done, um, so that it's that much closer to um, being reality. And by the same token, you as um, writers. Um, and we we kind of talked about this before briefly. Can we'll get a sense for design, and you'll get a sense. You, I mean, I never want to be a designer, and uh, and I always discourage anybody who says to me, "I'm thinking of learning design, so I can do the whole thing." And I'll say, um, "Let me tell you why that's not a good idea." You know, number one, these folks, especially ones who've been at 10, 15, 20 years, they have forgotten more than you will ever know about it. Uh, and unless you're working for really small clients um, that um, just need something very simple uh, and they're happy with something very simple, um, why, you know, why not let somebody else handle that piece of it? 
more importantly, and it, and that and now we get to the whole focus of why I wrote that ebook about partnerships with graphic designers. You do it all yourself. You cut yourself out of, of all the possibility of getting work that um, having work a lot of work potentially flow your way that you really didn't have to do much uh, to, to land. So um, it, it it just isn't worth it. And in 23 years of doing this, uh, I have. I think I may have crossed paths with one client, and it was someone who had never hired someone like me, who wanted to know whether I did the design too. No client who knows anything about how the world works will expect that you, a writer, will be the designer. They just don't. It's 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 a very foreign concept. They're they're completely different skills, and they don't expect that. Uh, and, and matter of fact, it almost is. It, it, to me, it's almost a subtle, almost a downside if you can do both, because that sounds like Jack Voltrade's master none. Um, being as different as they are, you really want to focus on, you know, if you're, if you're a writer, be the writer. If you're the designer, be the designer. So help each other out. Steer work to each other. And that's a much more efficient way to, to, uh, to work. But anyway, got off on tangent, but hopefully it was a um, worthwhile tangent. So, um, so you know, going back to your, the original question, no, there wasn't any. You know, the client didn't. Um, the client didn't uh, tell me what to do here. Um, just having done this for a long time, I just kind of called on and probably unconsciously all the experience I've had in organizing information in a more efficient way. And um, and you always start with that overarching question: How can I make this more interesting? How can I make this more readable? How can I boost the chance that someone will actually, uh, you know, uh, take the time to read this? And operating uh, under the on the under the ironclad assumption that people don't care about your company or your products; they care about how your company or your products can help them make more money or make them look good or raise their quality of life or whatever. That's what they care about. And so if you can lead with that kind of stuff um, and talk about the things that's important to them, they will give you their ear, you know, to, to, to when, when you get to the part about your pitch and how it works and all that. So. And, and didn't you say, Peter, that originally you, you were just given the two Pages to rewrite, correct. And, and then it turned into a full-blown. Yeah, every yeah I, I, redo. I, I rewrote every page on that site. Now they may have added some pages. I did this last year. Um, they may have added some pages uh, since then, but uh, pretty much everything you see on that site, um, at least when I worked on it, I, I did. So, but it you know, but it was. I love editing. I, I'm. You know, some people are not good editors, and that's not something. But I love editing. <laughs> to me, it's it's really fun to take something that's just you know a, a, a block of copy written by someone who thinks they're emphasizing the things that are most important, but usually what they're doing is emphasizing things that are important to them. You know, as a company, the things that they want to tell somebody as opposed to the things that that person needs to know and wants to know. Um, and, you know, that's the, 
benefits, you know, begin with benefits, follow with features kind of thing. So, so yeah, they, um, I just did the two and, and uh, they paid me up front for those two and, and that, and, and, and that was a, is a, a very um, viable strategy. Um, if you are looking at a big job, so if someone comes to you and they have a big job, like you know, 40 pages of a website, or ghostwriting a book, or writing a you know a whole user manual or something, or something that has 20 or 30 different modules or pieces to it, and they say, what would this cost to um, to, uh, to to get this done? Um, you're going to probably drive yourself crazy trying to figure out um, how much to charge for something like that because there's so many unknowns, not the least of which is what's this person like to work with? Are they going to be a micromanager or is it going to be very easy? Are they going to give me enough information to go on? Am I going to have to hunt things down? How many, you know, am I going to have to interview people? Are they going to be hard to, to reach? Um, and so whenever you have these big multi-part jobs, I always suggest to people, say to them, tell you what, let's do a couple pieces of this. Let's do one chapter of the book or two chapters of the book. Let's do a couple pages of this website. Let's do one of these modules. Let's see how it goes. And that way, obviously, it's infinitely easier to estimate one chapter of a book. I mean, if you're off a little bit, you know, that's the thing. If you're off on a whole book, you know, it, it's that, you know, it, it, the error gets, gets multiplied exponentially <laughs> and you can end up hating life. If you're off a little bit on one page, okay, or, or, uh, or one chapter of the book, you know, no big deal. And so, you know, as it was, um, I was able to get a sense of, okay, it's going to take me about this amount of time. And, uh, and then, obviously, they were very happy with it and found some more money. And, uh, um, and, I, and, I, and even though the per page average might seem a little low, I was just editing. And once I got going with stuff, it was, it was pretty easy. But, then, but I also got a sense of what it was like to work with them. And, um, you know, and, and, and how reasonable they were and um, that they really liked what I did. I mean, the fact that they found more money said to me, okay, I'm on the right track here. I did this right. So if I just apply this same thing to all the other ones, I'll be okay. So, um, and the way you sell that to a client is, tell you what, let me do one chapter, two pages, one module, whatever. That way I get a chance to, um, you know, that, that this is, this is fair to both you and me. You get to see what I'm like to work with. I get to see what you're like to work with, you know, and you can, you know, make jokes about it, whatever, but, you know, they understand and make sure that we work together well and make sure that my estimate is about right. So after we finish this first part, we can sit down and say, okay, how'd that go? You know, was the estimate about right? You know, a little too high, a little too low, just right, whatever. Um, and then you're in a far better position to uh, extrapolate um, for the whole at that point um, because you have demystified uh, and, and quantified a lot of the, uh, the unknowns. 
So um, and it's amazing how many people who, you know, whether they've been at it a while or they haven't been at it a while, they, they freak out when they have when they're approached by such a big job. They're like, I shouldn't, in, in essence, saying to themselves, I should know how to estimate a job of this size. Why? What? How should you know how to do that? You know, that's so that's so big, and you don't know anything about this person. So, of course, they're very excited, and they don't want to blow it, and you know, and um, you know, and, and there's a little bit of a um, almost of a takeaway in a sense when you say, you know, you get to see what it's like working with me. I get to see what it's like working with you. You know, it, it, there's a little bit of a sense of, you know, unspoken, you know, you could be a pain in the butt, and I might not want to work on this whole thing together. <laughs> so It takes a risk out of it. Yeah, it does for both sides. Right. Yeah, so anyway, and I, and you know those things don't come along very often, but when they do, uh, if you're if you're up for it, um, you know they can be really great. It can be really juicy. But you also want to um, be very careful about um, limiting your your participation um, so that you don't lose touch with the rest of your network and all that. So nothing worse than you know basically disappearing for three or four or five months on this big job and then you have to. Turned that down all this other work, uh, and those people found other writers. So you know, sometimes it might be you know I needed ten hours a week. Maybe you can end up giving it more, um, but um, but you know start with something like that, and, and you know that's usually enough. Well, I managed to fill up the hour and a half here, but obviously we we can um, if anyone has questions we can. Uh, well, anyone have questions? I, I do, Peter. It's Mary Ellen. I always have a question. You know that. Sorry. Hey, that's fine. That's now, did good. did SE, did SEO come into play with this at all? Did they do that ahead of time? I would imagine, or was it not? They not had they had that they had that worked. They had their own thing worked out with that, so they did not okay. ask me to do that. Now, and had they. Had they asked me, "Are you an SEO writer?" I'd say, "Not really. I could I could probably put some keywords in here, but I would have suggested to them that they go to um, that they actually hire uh, you know a dedicated SEO writer, not stress an SEO person." And I, I think we were talking about that earlier that um, that um, <clears throat> CJK Services, that forklift company that I did. Um, the um, that website for that um, with that you know it was very interesting they just they never said SEO to me at all when I showed up at the meeting they had an SEO guy there that had brought it been brought in by the designer and uh, he was handling all that and he was coming up with keywords and then he was giving the keywords to me and then um, and I really enjoyed working with them. Um, and uh, ended up actually bringing them in on a couple of other little jobs. That's what I've yeah. That's what I've ended up telling people too, because people ask me, and I'll say, well, if you you know if you've got to do that ahead of time, and you give me the keywords, I'll incorporate them into the copy so they don't look like yeah, and, like and shoved and, in know, there stupidly. Right. Well, and, and you 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 can do that, um, and sometimes um, it's all you know it's all relative. Um, you know, if you've got a company that's done absolutely no SEO and you know some basic stuff and you can put some keywords in, then, you know, they're better off than they were before, okay? 
And frankly, someone like this guy who was brought in on that project I worked on, he's expensive. Um, and, and, and yet, you know, when companies are making tens of thousands of dollars on every deal, I mean, they can afford stuff like that. And then it, and then it makes more sense. Um, incidentally, and you might, you know, you might just write this down, this guy's name uh, that I work with, Mike, great name for the digital age, Mike Com, C-O-M-M. <laughs> I'm wondering whether that's a, you know, uh, shortening, shortening or a, or a huh. variation on something else. But anyway, and his website is Zigio, Z-I-Z as in zebra, I-G-I-O dot com. Um, and he's here, he's here in Atlanta, um, kind of looks like a California surfer, but he's like, it's really, uh, he's, um, Good at what he does, and uh, and that's all he does. And he's not a writer. Mm. He'll be the first to tell you, I'm not a writer. So but he does all that stuff. And, and it's just gotten more complicated, you know, where just doing, putting keywords in really isn't enough anymore. Right. So if right. you want to stay really competitive, you know, it's kind of like he, he, he does some basic work for people, and then he sets them up on a... Every you know every month or every other month he's coming back and he's you know doing some stuff and so and that's that's what it really takes to to do it right so um, and that hey I'm fine with that I I I don't frankly want that pressure <laughs> so and uh, and and good writing um, it still comes down to good writing um, you know gone are the days uh, Google finally learned gone are the days where you can just you know stuff a piece of copy on the web with keywords and and that's going to be enough you know if if that copy is, ends up being crap that nobody wants to read uh and they leave the site you know because of it um then you've won the battle to get them there and you've lost the war to keep them there so um so yeah it still comes down to and any good you know any good seo person will tell you uh it starts with the copy, you know, so you want to have keywords in there, but make it still sound good and readable and all that. So, and that's the kind of stuff that we're, we're talking about here. So, okay. Um, on Friday, we have Q&A, uh, which we've kind of been doing already, so please gather your questions up and it can be about anything. It doesn't have to be, it can certainly be about some of the stuff that uh, we've looked at uh, already. Uh, I have zero problem with going back and looking at some of uh, the um, pieces that we've looked at. If you had questions about some of them, you want clarification on them, you want some backstory on them, whatever, uh, happy to do that. Uh, you have any questions about the writing exercise? Happy to talk about that. And most importantly, um, if you have any questions about any other aspect of our business that has nothing to do with anything that we've been talking about, um, that's really um, that's that's fine as well. And that's actually how this the whole group coaching started. Because basically, I was, can you imagine it was four 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 uh, uh, sessions of Q and A. <laughs> I kind of I kind of laugh when I think about it, but everybody could ask four questions, 
and I dealt in it. And each person's question, uh, I dealt with probably two or three people each session. And uh, and the questions always went off into some very interesting uh, directions, and uh, there was a lot of value. But in the end, I felt like uh, you know there's, there there was more the craft was of more interest to a lot of people. So, so really, uh, put some thought into it. And uh, we don't have to fill up the hour and a half, but I want to give you your money's worth, uh, even though we kind of you know, went long on both the first two calls, as I knew we probably would. In future ones, I may just try to stretch out the stretch out the session one and two into session one, two, and three, so I don't feel so I'm not rushing through stuff as much. But... Uh, um, but all in all, it seemed like you, you guys uh, felt like it wasn't too uh, too much of a breakneck pace. So, um, so anyway, yeah, um, put those together, and we will um, we will reconvene uh, on Friday, same same bad time, same bad channel. So, Peter, do you want the questions ahead of time? Um, if you want. I mean, I hadn't really thought about it. I mean, I'm pretty good on my feet, but, you know, if you want to send me uh, some ahead of time that I can be thinking about it, not a bad way to do it. So, but, but okay. absolutely not. Not necessary, not, though. Not, okay. not necessary, no. So, I mean, I've been doing this long enough. I mean, it's, your chances are, chances are pretty good you're not going to stump me with something, you know. Uh, and if you do, I'll tell you that. <laughs> so, Okay, if there's nothing else now, let's uh, we will um, convene for the day and reconvene uh, in, on Friday. So, thank you, everybody. Have a nice great day. Later. All right, thank you. Later. Talk to you later. Great, thank bye. you. Later. Okay, bye bye.